It's noon here in Ventnor, New Jersey, and in Bethesda, Maryland, and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Wednesday, March 8th, with your hosts, Ray, that would be me, and my lovely son, Zach. How are you today, handsome? Doing pretty good, Pops. Dealing with another sty in my eye, man. I am getting sick and tired of this, so I'm in a little bit of pain today, but you know what we do, Dad? We are professionals. We show up to work. We play through the pain. We play what? hurt. And what? why do we do that? Because we care about the dealerships and banks getting in trouble. You, you know what? I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you know, uh, when you told me what today's topic was, uh, dealerships and banks are in trouble. And, and my response was, again? And then, again. And, 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 then, and then you said, and we're professionals. And I'm thinking, <laughs> my God, this show is nothing but lies. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is BS. We are professionals. And honestly, Dad, I think I've got a pretty strong case for why okay. dealerships and banks are screwed. Let's look at the latest data from Cox Automotive. So unless you've been sleeping under a rock slash not following us on YouTube here or on Twitter, wholesale used vehicle prices see large increase in February. We have seen wholesale used car prices go up significantly it is the largest year-over-year increase that we've seen ever wholesale used vehicle prices increased 4.3 percent in february from january month over month excuse me the largest increase for the full month of february since 2009 so 4.4 so so not ever since 2009 excuse me we still have an incredible increase in wholesale used vehicle values so why would i be saying dealers and banks are in trouble because if you scroll down just a little bit you don't have to go too far Used retail vehicle sales actually declined in February. So we are seeing, Dad, a conundrum that I personally don't understand. We are seeing wholesale used vehicle prices go up at a rate that we haven't seen since 2009. And at the same exact time, we see demand weakening, leveraging a same store set of dealerships selected to represent the country from dealer track. This is from Cox. We initially estimate that used retail sales declined 5% in February from January and that used retail sales were down 9% year over year. Help me out, Dad. Help me understand why prices at the wholesale auctions are going up, yet fewer consumers are buying used vehicles. Make it make sense. Uh, Well, you know, that's hard for me to make it make sense because... I, you know, there's so many people who have been saying that are in the used car business. Oh my God, January and February were just incredible. We're selling cars um, like hotcakes, it, you know, and, and they didn't a necessarily anticipate that sales would be as strong in January and February as what they were seeing. And yet Cox automotive says that sales were down 5%. So how can it be both? Um, I, and, I, and I don't want to sit here and suggest that maybe the selected dealer groups that they chose out of dealer track were the wrong groups um, <laughs> because because the the evidence seems to be quite the opposite when you talk to car dealers directly, uh, or at least use car dealers. Now, um, why would why would sales be down and wholesale prices be up? Because, well, apparently uh, many dealers believe that there's going to be a shortage of higher quality vehicles and so that they are willing to overspend on a wholesale level to get their hands on higher quality pre-owned vehicles. 
Um, now, maybe those cars that they're overpaying for, maybe those are the cars that aren't selling as well. I don't know, but apparently they're overpaying for everything. That's kind of what it seems like, and that's why I, I like Mike's comment here. When those used cars don't sell, the dealers will be digging the hole deeper. This is why dealers and banks are in trouble, because they've paid an arm and a leg to get quality used vehicles. And if we're seeing, so month over month sales were down 5%, but year over year, they're down 9%. If we're seeing a slowdown in retail used vehicles sold, what's going to happen here? Eventually, those vehicles are just going to make it back to auction, or the dealer's going to sit on it for a long time. They're going to pay excessive floor plan costs. I just, I don't quite get it. The reason we saw, so if we go back to the chart, the reason we saw, give me one second. The reason we saw this, this, the run-up yeah. between January 2020 and the peak, which was like, I don't know, September of last year, or uh, uh, I guess more like June, June, July, August of last year. The reason we saw that, Dad, I think was we obviously understand there was a lack of, of uh, available new vehicle inventory. So more people were looking for used and the Federal Reserve and the, and the federal government was giving people money. We've talked about that on this show. Other YouTubers have talked about it. Other people in the industry have talked about it. there was just a, an excess of cash and, and benefits and, and things for consumers to spend. You look at the environment right now. Why are prices going up on the wholesale side? Four point four percent month over month. And it's not because there's a bunch of consumers sitting around saying, hey, interest rates are super low and I've got a bunch of cash. We know that's not the case. You can look at every indicator. You know, interest rates are going up. The average APR on a used car loan is north of 13% on average. And we know from other data that most consumers don't even have that much cash sitting around to buy the dang thing. And there aren't handouts or subsidies, excuse me, coming from the government. We know that new car supply is actually starting to build back up. That mm -hmm. was the thing that drove used car prices up significantly was the lack of new car supply. You don't have to dig that deep into the data to see that new car sales were actually up month over month in February. However, it was primarily driven by retail, uh, excuse me, by um, fleet. fleet fleet sales going up. Like, am I just being naive here to think that some dealers last year had tax season, spring selling season occur, and they made a crap ton of money? And they're just trying to run the same playbook this year. But the dynamics of the market have completely changed. I don't understand how they're not simply going to be sitting on inventory for months after they've paid so much to get these cars on their lot. Uh, I don't understand it either. And uh, suffice it to say that I believe Jerome Powell said yesterday um, that perhaps we have to look at larger increases in the Fed rate. So they're not done. The Fed is not done uh, raising interest rates. Now they, they did the last time they raised them, they only raised them. What was it? 50 basis points, I believe. Um, so don't cool. be surprised. Bips. Uh, so don't be surprised if next time it's 75 bips or a hundred bips, which would be three quarters of a percent or a whole percent. Um, so, uh, if if the Fed is signaling that they are going to become more aggressive again in raising interest rates, perhaps that would be enough to spur people to buy cars now. But truth be told, I, I don't really think a lot of buyers out there 
pay that much attention to what the Fed's doing and plan their purchasing around the fact that the Fed's planning on on raising interest rates again. Um, I hate to say it, Deb, but we're the minority. Like the folks that join us here at noon Eastern, Monday through Friday for daily news you can use from car. We are the minority. Most people don't care this much. Most people don't care about getting taken advantage of. Most people don't care about the financial implications of buying a car. So no, I'm right there with you. 99% of humanity is not listening to Jerome yes. Powell and realizing, oh, if the if my auto loan rate goes up a base, you know, 100 basis points, that's going to cost me X amount over the loan lifetime. No one's thinking that except for us here. So I, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I just honestly believe in my heart of hearts, maybe naively that um, there really are going to be less people in the market who uh, actually want to buy cars or have the ability to buy a car. Um, and when I say the ability to buy a car, I mean the cash down so that they can qualify for an automobile loan. Um, because many, many of the banks are tightening their lending uh, criteria. It's harder to get that loan today than it was six months ago. Uh, obviously, the rate's much higher than it was six months ago. So I, I really think that there's going to be somewhat of a crunch. Now, perhaps that crunch doesn't happen till the end of April, the beginning of May, uh, till tax season is over and done with. Um, if if there really is a big tax season for auto sales this year, uh, we'll see. It's you know we're we're only on the eighth day of March, um, and it's very very difficult uh, just through the first two and a, a third months to try and um, project what the rest of the year is going to look like. Um, but I'm I'm firmly in the camp Dad, that I think used car prices crash at some point this year. I we have been talking about this for weeks now, if not over a month. I still don't understand. I, I get it. There's not a lot of quality used vehicles. That is not a justification for them to be selling over new vehicle MSRPs. And we see the influx and capacity to produce more new cars. And we're seeing automakers like Honda backtrack on their idea of getting rid of their entry level trim options and bringing it back. Like, I think it happens this year. And I think and I feel confident. I feel I feel more than 80% confident there is going to be a 10% or greater decline in used car prices at some point this year. And the reason I can say that with confidence is because Jerome Powell controls a lot of what's going on, and he is determined. He, he said it yesterday. He's determined to get things under control, the things being inflation. Yes. He will not be satisfied. Our federal government will not be satisfied until prices aren't rising as crazily as they have been. And last time I checked, if I still can't understand and comprehend this after years of following this market, I don't think that's a me problem. I think that's a market acting irrationally problem. And I think that means that prices are ultimately going to have to go down. Um, you know, I, I said it yesterday. I, I have never seen a car market in my lifetime like what we're experiencing or what we have experienced over the last three years. Some of it made sense. Some of it doesn't make sense. And and what I'm seeing today doesn't make sense. Um, and, you know, is it the new normal? I, I hope not. I certainly hope not. Um, will will things change as new car inventories continue to, to build? Yes. Will we see more incentive spend from manufacturers as that happens? Yes. Um, We're already seeing it. We're already seeing it. Yes. So... Um, it, it's, it's, I, I, I think a lot of it is, 
is people are spending and and agreeing to to pay what they're paying more out of fear than anything else the fear of losing out um and and really uh, they have to figure out how to quell that fear uh there's no good reason to spend um, what people are spending for a lot of these cars, whether it be new cars or used cars. Uh, there's, and you know, maybe at some point manufacturers just have a retail price instead of a suggested retail price. I, I don't know, but, but right now what people are agreeing to spend for both new and used cars, they should in many cases have their heads examined. They should, they should not being not agree to those numbers all right i want to go to the chat here dad and then the other topic that is of the utmost importance that we cover today jared here in the chat saying the reason prices are going up is simple i think the number is 12 million that is the amount of missing cars over the last three years they won't be sitting on inventory jared the number is even larger if i'm not mistaken dad keep me honest here it's probably closer to 17 or 18 million um, that to date yeah, was, have been taken was, out of inventory it was like 15 million just in 21 and 22 between those two years so, so, Jared, you're spot on. Millions, tens of millions of vehicles yes. have been taken out. And so Jared's here saying that it'll take a decade for this to work its way through the system. And, and while I generally agree with you, I do think we are already starting to see indicators that the system is starting to get um, uh, its plumbing back in order. And what I mean by that is we saw GM come out and say, hey, our dealers actually have too much inventory. And so we're going to purposefully stop building uh, some of our Silverados and GMC Sierras. So that's one indicator that we can look at. The other, more tactical and practical, this is the latest data from KBB. We have average transaction prices starting to go down for new vehicles. The average transaction price is still ridiculous. It's $48,763, yes. but it is down 1.4% from what J January was, which was nearly 50 grand. And so this is the chart that I'm going to be watching closely, yes. especially because we have OEMs like Honda coming out and saying, you know what? We're actually going to build our cheaper trim levels again. We have manufacturers like Mazda who are producing relatively inexpensive mm -hmm. price point vehicles. This is the chart I'm looking at. The other one, Dad, it says it right here. Incentive spend rose to 3%, a level not seen since March of 2022. Let's go look at that chart really quickly. Bear with me, bear with me, bear with me. All right, y'all, 3% is right here. I am yeah. not in any way, shape, or form suggesting that that is off the charts this is epic you know it's going up though the slope is heading in the right direction and so for these reasons dad i think we can sit here pretty confidently and say that yes while there will be ramifications in the market for a decade to come we are already seeing changes happen and if you think about new cars they were the leading indicator for what was going to happen to used car prices when new car inventory was taken out of the market used car prices spiked well, now new car inventory is starting to build back up. Consumer demand is weakening. Fleet sales demand is is, is maintaining things. Mm -hmm. But fleet sales are also the less profitable vehicles for the OEMs. That leads me to believe that used car prices, again, this is another indicator I look at that says used car prices will have to come down at some point. Um, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, and, and yes, seeing incentives trend upward, that's a good thing. Seeing inventories trend upward, that's a good thing. Um, if we could, if we could get people to spend more wisely when they do spend, that would be an even better thing. Um, there's, you know, the fact that the average transaction price dropped $705 last month on new vehicles, that's wonderful. 
but we need it to drop ten thousand dollars, not seven hundred and five dollars. So we it's need, not going to happen overnight. No, obviously. but we need people to concentrate on vehicles in the twenty-five to, to forty thousand dollar price range, as opposed to vehicles in the forty-five to sixty thousand dollar price range. I dropped this link in the chat, Dad. We are going to put you to the test. So this link that I just put in the chat, it is today's newsletter. If you're not subscribed to the Car Edge newsletter, it goes out on Wednesdays. Justin Zach, you're going to have to excuse me for one moment. Can we, can we just acknowledge the uh, – uh, not only do we have a hydration break on this show, we also occasionally have – bathroom breaks i was going to put my dad to the test but instead i will simply put all of you to the test so justin did a great job we have the cheapest cars trucks suvs and evs in 2023 before you click on the link that i put in the chat please what are your guesses for which vehicle has the lowest starting price from a manufacturer which vehicle is it and what do you think the price is put some notes in the chat now while you're doing that i will share a different screen and i will show each of you something i am very proud of that we've been working on if you have used the car edge car search before you know we have our suggested offer and negotiability score now we've added something else which i am very proud of when you're on a particular vehicle not only will you see the suggested offer and negotiability score we are now pulling in the market's day market day supply for that vehicle in your area so for example this is a 103-day supply of 2023 Mazda CX-5 S premium packages. There are 316 of these available for sale within 100 miles of my zip code, and 138 have sold in the last 45 days. I posted this on Twitter earlier today. I don't know of any car search that has this type of information. So if you are looking for day's supply, how many vehicles are selling, how quickly are they selling? So for example, let's look at this. This 2018 Mazda Miata, loading, 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 45 days supply. There are 10 for sale. Total sold in the last 45 days are 10. This one's been sitting for an excessively long time. What's the price history on it? The dealer has brought the price down significantly. So if you are, are interested in this type of information, use the caredge.com car search. Let's go back. Perfect timing. Pops has made it back as well. Dad, the question is, Yes. what do you think the cheapest vehicle, new vehicle is? What do you think it is, and what do you think the starting price is? Uh, the cheapest new vehicle would probably be either a Nissan Versa or a Mitsubishi Mirage. All right, so we're going here. Lots of Mirages in the chat. We've got the Chevy Aveo. I don't know if that's sold in the States. The Spark was uh, discontinued, if I'm not mistaken. The Fit was discontinued. Yes. Uh, Lacar, I think at a certain point in time that was. The Spark <laughs> at 13K. A Tata. Okay, we've got all sorts of good guesses. All right, Pops, let's scroll down here. Yes. Do, 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 do. The cheapest new car is the Nissan Versa with destination fee $16,825. You can get it fully loaded for $19,700. And look at that thing, man. Fierce. Um, Yes, very, extremely scary fierce. Yes. (laughs) So, you know, you were mentioning we need people to be interested in some of the cheaper vehicles, the cheaper options. The cheapest crossover SUV is the Hyundai Venue, Mm -hmm. nearly a $21,000 MSRP. The cheapest uh, hybrid sedan is the Corolla Hybrid, $23,000, $24,000. Hybrid crossover is the Kia Niro Hybrid. So good information here. And what I love about how Justin set this up is that on each of these vehicles, you can click through 
yes. and see those vehicles that are available for sale in your area. And Pops, while you were away, I was showing, we now have the market day supply data, the total for sale and the total amount sold in the last 45 days. This is all helpful information as you go to negotiate these vehicles at your local dealership. Let me pull that up on the screen for you so that you can see. Boom, right there. Ooh, very nice. Yes. I need to avail so there are options. of that. Yes. No, there are. There are and, options. And, you know, I, 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 I understand that there are literally billions of dollars spent every year by the manufacturers to convince us that what we need is the latest, the greatest, and the most expensive, when in reality, we don't. Um, but we, we are conditioned to believe that we do. And if we realize that in most cases, <clears throat> we use a vehicle just to get from point A to point B, do we really need a $60,000 vehicle to do that for us when a $20,000 vehicle or a, a $17,000 vehicle would, would do the same thing? Um, and it's maybe we just need to adjust our lifestyles a little bit so that we can we can force the manufacturers to build the things we want or you can use as opposed to uh, the manufacturers building what they want and forcing us to figure out a way to, to make it seem affordable. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Dad. I, I completely agree. And I think if we show that there's demand at those price points, then maybe that'll force them to make some yes. more. Yes. All right. You want to switch gears, Dad? You want to uh, go to the chat for a minute and then we will come back with really, you got to be kidding me? Sure. All right. From Josiah here, I sold my 2012 Ram to CarMax for nearly 20 grand. That is insane. Three weeks yes. ago, the guy during the inspection walked in and said they were way overpaid for it. It was an instant offer and they couldn't go back on it. Friendly reminder, as wholesale used car prices go up, so do the algorithms at these dealerships, yes. uh, you know, in, including obviously the, the Carvanas and CarMaxes of the world. If you have not used the sell page in CarEdge to get multiple offers from Carvana, CarMax, Vroom, and other local dealers all in one place, please use it. Like, There's really no reason not to. There's no spam. There's no BS. It's very good. You get all the offers in one place. Literally thousands of people have sold their car through that, and we're thrilled when people win. We've got here from John Dad. I'm watching CPO Volvos in my area and nothing is moving. I've been watching since the first week of January. Prices aren't moving yet either. I don't get it. Well, that I'm doesn't right mean that, I don't get it too. Yeah, but but that doesn't mean, John, that that if there's one that's of particular interest to you, that if you were to actually make them an offer, uh, you you might actually see them be willing to come down in the price. Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And here we go. Spencer kind of alluding to one of the things I wanted to talk about. What the hell is going on with F-150 astronomical pricing and electrical issues and transmission issue issues through the roof? There's a new Ford recall that was just announced <laughs> recently. And then we yeah. also have, Dad, this is I find this fascinating. We, we know that um, Ford had shut down their F-150 um, uh, production for a significant period yes. of time. More details have now emerged. Let me get rid of this ad. More details have now emerged. They actually laid off three-fourths of the staff associated wow. with building these F-150s. So there were um, uh, this fire was the issues. Lightning? Yeah, this was the lightning. There were fire issues, but they actually laid off 750 or 75% of the um, the 750 employees at the plant have been on layoff. Only some folks are actually receiving compensation. They're running a skeleton crew. They're not expected to make as many anymore. I, I don't understand what's going on at Ford. There's really 
I, yeah, I truly don't understand what's going on over there. Quality control issues continue to be the story. They, they, they do have um, th their fair share, or some would suggest more than their fair share of quality control issues. And the sad reality is, is that's not a new thing. It, it, yeah, it seems it really to be isn't. an ongoing problem that seems to only be getting worse and not better. All right, Pops, you ready? Yeah. Really? You, you gotta, gotta be, be kidding, kidding me. me. All right, Dad. Next time you hop in your Mercedes Benz, you're not only driving a car, you are now driving an Apple Pay, Google Pay, Samsung's Pay. Mercedes Benz introduces mobile payment options, uh, solutions, excuse me. Hey, Mercedes. I want to buy a coffee and your car will now charge you. Mercedes Pay allows for in-vehicle payments for a wide array of use cases. So in case you didn't mind Big Brother, you know, being able to hear you when you're in the car, now they'll be able to charge your bank account. Mercedes-Benz Mobility yesterday announced the launch of Mercedes Pay, a payment solution that allows customers to pay for services such as parking, EV charging, and food delivery directly from the car's infotainment system. Mercedes Pay will provide a more convenient and seamless payment experience for customers who will no longer have to use multiple payment methods or carry cash and cards with them. They can simply make payments using the car's touchscreen display or voice command system. Hey, Mercedes, Ooh. I want to go broke. Hey, Mercedes, Burger King, please. What could, what hey, could possibly go wrong? <laughs> what do you do? What do you do when there's a recall? on the hey mercedes charge my debit like do you go and get it fixed like what do you do um i uh, you know there there's certain things that are peddled as as uh, for the convenience of the customers that really aren't for the convenience of the customer um you know i i remember i remember a long long time ago when i was yeah. when i was a young boy and and I learned how to drive, and and you know I drove a car, and if I wanted to get let some air in the car, there was this little handle that had like a crank on it, and you, <laughs> and, and 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 you turned it in one direction, and the window went down, and you turned it in the other direction, and the window yeah. went up. Um, Crazy concept. You know, and that was replaced by something that was so much more convenient, a button, a button that had a motor attached to it that would raise it. You know what? I could still put the window down, even if I didn't have a power button. And and so, you know, what gets sold as convenience is really something that allows the manufacturers to charge more for their vehicles, to, to create a greater profit margin within their vehicles. Do, would I in my life need Mercedes pay? I don't know. How, how hard is it to actually walk into Starbucks or Burger King or whatever? And I'm going to say this as politely as I can and whip out my damn credit card and pay. <laughs> I mean, how hard is that? I understand nobody whips out cash anymore because nobody carries cash. Um, but, you know, it, I don't need to touch the infotainment screen on my car to pay for this stuff. I just don't. And, and, and to, and, and, and to, 
to market it as, as well, it's a convenience for our lazy ass customers. Okay. Because <laughs> that's what it really comes down to. You know, our customers are so damn lazy that if they can't just push a, a little a, a little icon on an infotainment screen, they're just not going to be able to buy it. I also think it's just a way to sell more stuff. Like imagine you have to subscribe for the heated seats in your new Mercedes. This is, if you think I'm joking, this is a not foreign concept. It's already happening in some countries with BMW. And, yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, Mercedes, I'm cold. And then Mercedes responds back to, well, for $9.99 this month, I can set your heat temperature yeah. to be this, your seat temperature to be this. And you're just going to be like, okay. Like, I think it's a way for them to just make more money. I mean, obviously it's just a way for them to make more money. That's what corporations do. Yeah. Well, you know, I get that, but it's, it's just, you, we have, we, I'll, I'll try and say this as nicely as I can, but as a society, we have become so damn soft. Okay. That if, if you can't touch an icon, whether it be on your smartphone, whether it be on your infotainment center in your car. And and I, I'm sorry, why should it be infotainment? Why shouldn't it just be information, okay? Um, I don't need to be entertained while I'm in the car. I should be paying attention to the road as I'm driving. Um, it is just, you know, all these manufacturers have figured out ways to make us even softer. You joke that I have the softest hands in America. Okay. Not a joke. You truly do. I, I, you know, but imagine if, if I had to keep pushing buttons or, or icons on an, I would develop a callus on one of my index <laughs> fingers. I mean, it's just, it's, it's pure nonsense there are just certain things we should still be able to do all on our own and whether it's whipping out your cash or whipping out your credit card you should be able to do that and and if you can't get out of your car to go pay for something you shouldn't be buying it in the first place that is very fair dad and i uh, i completely agree with you oh man i'm, I'm sorry Hey, I saw a comment come through in the chat. We had a question about our concierge service. I am thrilled to announce that we have increased capacity on the concierge service. We're trying to do more than 10, probably about 20 customers now per month. We're going to slowly continue to ramp that up. Want to make sure that folks have successes and that we're not, you know, setting people up for failure, taking a deposit, having to refund them. So if you are interested in the ways that Car Edge can help you, obviously back at CarEdge.com, we do a pretty good job of trying to communicate that if you just scroll down there's all the different data that we have our coaches and obviously the concierge but we are still operating on a wait list for concierge we've got about 400 people on that wait list so um bear with us if you need to buy a car yesterday probably work with our coaches they will literally help you save thousands of dollars and if you're looking to do it on your own but you just want extra information to empower you along the way please go ahead and use that go for it pops no, that's it. You know, I got another show to do in 15 minutes and I got to charge my battery. So Car Edge Electric unplugged. Go watch it. Search YouTube for Car Edge Electric. Dad, enjoy your Wednesday. I'm going to well, put a compress you. on my eye. I love you very much. And I'll talk to you later. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for being here today. We'll be back here tomorrow at noon Eastern, nine specific with more news that you can use from Car Edge. Thanks, Zach. Have a great day, honey. <laughs>